You are listening to audio from The Table. If you'd like to learn more about our community or donate to this ministry, please visit thetabletx.org. Hello, Table Podcast listeners. Brett here. Grace and peace. Thank you for joining with us this week. So we are in the fourth and final part of our series titled Hearing God, A Listening Life. And our big idea for this series is that while, of course, God can speak in what we might call remarkable, uh, miraculous ways, most of the time God whispers to us in, as we looked at last week, the inmost depths of our being. So with that in mind tonight, the title of my message is Hearing God in Community. So our text for tonight is a story from Exodus chapter 18. To give a little context, Moses has led the people of God out of Egypt, which is why the title of this book is Exodus. Uh, The people are now journeying through the wilderness on their way to the land God has promised to them uh, with Moses as their leader. Now, it seems that at some point, perhaps during the plagues of Egypt, Moses had sent his wife and two sons away to live with his father-in-law. But now Moses and the people, they're in the wilderness, so he receives a surprise visit. His wife, Zipporah, and his two sons, Gershom and Eliezer, um, are back. Along uh, with them is his father-in-law, Jethro. So Moses spends that first evening telling Jethro and the whole family all the remarkable stories about their exodus. Jethro is, of course, overjoyed. Um, We pick up the story then in verse 13. The next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people. And they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge, while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, Because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, What you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me. I will give you some advice, and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions. Show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter, because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain, and all these people will go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. So one of the reasons I love this story as an example of God speaking through others is precisely because it is not a thus saith the Lord type story. Uh, This is not a moment where Jethro begins trembling in the spirit, places his hands upon Moses' head, and declares, I have a word from God for you, my son. And, you know, perhaps for some of us, we, we might feel that God is not speaking to us through others precisely because it's not coming packaged in that way. But just as I've done throughout the series, what I want to do is, in, in this message, is really try to normalize hearing from God through others. I want us to realize 
that God is continually speaking, leading, teaching, and guiding. And so my guess is that God actually is speaking to you through other people, perhaps many times a day. You just don't think of it as a word from God. Now, you might say, well, how can that be? Well, I think of it like this. Is there some word of love that someone can speak over you that is somehow separate from the God who is love? Is there some encouragement that they can impart that is not always already deeply informed by the God who is for you? Is there some wisdom a person can give that is somehow separate from the source of all wisdom? (laughs) No, no, whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is encouraging, uplifting, or life-giving, whatever sets you on a new path of hope and healing, even though it comes through another person, dear ones, it is God all the way down. You are very likely having an experience of God. You are very likely receiving a word from God. Now, why do I say very likely? Well, because discernment on your part is needed. As Jesus said, you'll know a tree by its fruit. And similarly, you'll know a word from God by its results in your life. Does the word tear you down, make you feel small? Does it encourage that which is worst in you? Well, then I don't care if the person said, thus saith the Lord, it was not the spirit of Christ, the spirit of faith, hope, and love, which was speaking to you. But as I named earlier, does that word bring life? Does it uplift you? Does it encourage or challenge you in a way that perhaps stings at the moment, but also resonates with you as the truth? Well, my goodness, how could that be separate from God? A few weeks ago, I had a bit of a a freak out, but it was a good, it was a vulnerable and honest freak out. There was a a situation and it, it just stirred up feelings in me. And as we, as we talked about last week, challenging feelings, there was fear, some exhaustion, made me feel small. Most of all, had me kind of feeling afraid. And so I was talking with my wife, Maggie, and uh, Mindy, my sister-in-law, uh, about this and processing with them. And, and the situation kind of related to my sister-in-law. And so I was just sharing with her, like, my fears and just having this, you know, kind of vulnerable, blah, moment. And she was listening. Uh, and then she came over and gave me a big hug. And she said, Brett, you are loved. You are enough. Don't be afraid. And it was the very word of God to me. Richard Rohr said, if something comes toward you with grace and can pass through you and toward others with grace, you can trust it as the voice of God. Rohr continues, one holy man who recently came to visit me put it this way, we must listen to what is supporting us. We must listen to what is encouraging us. We must listen to what is urging us. We must listen to what is alive in us. Friends, what is supporting you, encouraging you, urging you, challenging you? What is bringing you alive? That's it. God is speaking. I love that Roar chose the word grace here. He said, if something comes toward you with grace and can pass through you and toward others with grace, You can trust it as the voice of God. I love that word grace. I think he's referring to uh, how a thing comes to you. Is it graceful? Is it peaceful, non-anxious? 
In other words, when you receive a word, perspective, or wisdom that's like a gentle gift, and then you give that same gift to another, oh, that's a God moment. God is speaking in and through you and perhaps to you. Coming back to our Exodus story, I think Moses' encounter with his father-in-law was a true grace moment. And I think the story can be instructive in several things. So I'm going to give you three principles of hearing from God through others. Principle number one, God's word to us from others often comes from older, more mature people. Notice that it was not Moses' peers who spoke to him. It was not his buddies. (laughs) Verse 14 says, when his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this you are doing for the people? Now, why would this be? Well, yes, often older folks have indeed had more time to walk with God, thus they can be very attuned to um, her voice. But I, I think it's also just that older folks tend to be less anxious and thus more tuned into the truth. You know, few things prevent us from hearing God more than our own anxiety. It's like static in a radio signal. And this is why we need to hear from God through others And one good thing about many mature older people is that they have seen a lot of life and they know God will bring them through. And so they're just flat out less anxious for themselves and for you. (laughs) And so because that, they can simply see things, discern things, and often speak plainly to us in a way that resonates as a word from God. So what's the takeaway here? Find an older trusted friend in your life and actually do what they say instead of always trusting your own anxious brain. (laughs) Now, having said that, there is a counterbalance to this point. That leads us to our second principle of hearing from God through others. Number two, God's word to us from others should not be forced or insisted upon by them. In other words, if someone says, well, God told me to tell you, and you must do it, uh, that's almost always someone manipulating you. It might also be a sign of the beginnings of spiritual abuse Notice that Jethro offered his perspective and then said, if you do this and God so commands, if you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. That's Exodus 18 verse 23. Can you see there how Jethro was offering his perspective, but added, look, Moses, you need to do your own business with God. You need to discern if this thing is actually God commanding you, or perhaps just me, right? If you do this, and God so commands. In other words, it, it may not be. Again, look for the fruit of the word. Does it uplift? Does it inspire? Does it challenge you in a good way? Does it energize? Or does it drain the life out of you? All right, principle number three. God's word to us from others often reveals our blind spots. One thing that's so fascinating about this story is that Moses was one of the greatest prophets who ever lived. God spoke to Moses at times, like literally audibly. Moses was like the Pope and the president all wrapped up in one person. And yet, even Moses needed community, needed wisdom, needed a word from God that came to him from others. Why? Because even Moses was prone to do dumb things. (laughs) But here's the key. 
it was it was dumb things that he could not see precisely because he was Moses, because he was himself. Jethro asked in verse 14, why do you alone sit as judge while all the people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, well, because the people come to me to seek God's will. In other words, Moses is like, why do I do this? Because the people asked me to. Seems logical. And Jethro's like, ah, that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you see, friends, the one thing you cannot give yourself is outside perspective. Even Moses needed others. How much more you and I. If you think you are normal, sane, mature, wise, friend, I hate to break it to you, but you lack an honest community around you telling you the truth. <laughs> I say that in love. I say that in love. If you think you are normal, sane, mature, and wise, you lack an honest community around you telling you the truth. Because the truth is, you and I are riddled with blind spots. And this is why the only thing worse than having a group of lovingly difficult people in your life continually pointing out your blind spots, the only thing worse than that is not having a group of lovingly difficult people in your life continually pointing out your blind spots. Trust me, your kids wish you had someone like that in your life. Your partner wishes you had someone like that in your life. Your friends perhaps want to be that for you if you'd give them permission. So church, let's do it. Let's be that community to one another. And you might ask, well, how? I mean, one very practical way that we do it at the table is by joining a meetup and actually sharing vulnerably there. Will it be messy? Uh, yes. But will you begin to receive words from God that come to you like grace? Yes. So if you're interested in that, um, be sure to kick us an email, reach out to the table at our website, on Facebook. Um, let us know and we will do our best to get you connected with one of our online meetups or if you're a local member, um, one in person. So love you lots. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.